everyone and welcome to Flawless, a music podcast. My name is George and I'm joined by my two co-hosts. Liam, hello everybody. And Grant. Hello there, music fans. <laughs> I didn't want to say your names for you. <laughs> it was really fun. Um, tricked you. Completely different intro now. People are all over the map. I know. Uh, there we go. I've tricked you before and I'll trick you again. So each episode, if you haven't guessed by now, one of the hosts or a guest nominates an album that they think is flawless. And we talk about why they love it and what they love about it. And at the end, we decide unanimously if we agree that it's flawless. We have a Facebook group like all the cool kids it's called flawless friends and family we'd love for you to join us tell us what you think about us our albums your favorite albums episodes of flawless etc and you can join us at facebook.com slash group slash flawless friends and family and we have a patreon you can back us from as little as one australian dollar a month i think it's actually us dollars Oh. You, you always say Australian dollars when you do your intros, but I think it's actually US dollars. Well, you've just written $1, sure. dollar, and I'm currently in Australia. Which country are you? Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah I'm in this Australia. This is Australia, right? So, uh, in my intro notes, I have $1. So, uh, might be Austra- American dollars. Could so that's be American fine. dollars. Um, but, however much you back us, you'll get access to special bonus episodes. You can find us at patreon.com slash flawless A-M-P. But today we have a special guest. Yes. Don't we, boys? We, we do. do. And aren't we excited? Always. So always excited for guests. So should we introduce her? Why don't we do that? Let's hand over to our guest. Please introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Pascal Burton. I play synthesizers in The Stress of Leisure. Woo! Nice. Welcome. Great to be here. One of the best bands <laughs> of Brisbane ever. Oh. There we go. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome very Love much. Love the show. Ah, thank you. And now you, as special guest, mm. have brought an album to declare as flawless. Propose. Propose. Nominate. I propose. Nominate. Nominate. <laughs> sure. Nominate. Nominate. Propose. An album as Flawless, so please do let us know what album have you brought. Today, I nominate the Slits Cut. a few reasons i'm just going to pitch mm-hmm. it up up front yep. nice so the slits cut is a vital part of punk history oh. that has influenced countless bands either directly or indirectly it's an exciting unfettered and beautifully captured document of the band and it could have been a completely different album if other people were involved in making it with them mm-hmm. and these are women who refuse to imitate men or be told who they should be. And it's really fun. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly is. Oh, what a, preparation. And, and for the listeners, that was all tapped out. Yeah. I, this I is did a, some I homework. I love the prep. 
Prep is much appreciated. We've had some bad experiences, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Team and Excellent lack to see of people doing sure preparation. Have. Yes. Yeah, people in their prep are just like, oh, well. Oh, I just love it. I just really love it. Oh. Why do you love it? You know, it's great. Do you know which album you've really forgot? Yes. So, anyway, <laughs> so thank we, you. We have, yeah. So, this is awesome. So, you have nominated the Slits Cut. How on earth did you come about this record? You because you must have been one young thing. Oh, well, thank 1979. You. 1979. Yeah. I would have been three when it came out. Okay. Mm. I wouldn't thought I you know, were born. It was my first CD. I was three years old. No, no. <laughs> no your no CD. CD and then I don't think there was a CD yeah, in 1979. No, that's right. Um, actually. I didn't come across this album until I was quite old. I was in my 40s. Um, And I didn't know about it because I knew about the controversial cover by Penny Smith. But Mm -hmm. I really didn't know the album at all until my partner, Ian, who's also in The Stress of Leisure, read Viv Albertine's amazing memoir, Clothes, 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 music, 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 boys, boys, boys. And oh, that I sounds like a dream. It's <laughs> great. If you like a well-written memoir, <laughs> yes. it's really well-written because so often they're not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, correct. <laughs> it's, yep. She's fantastic. And uh, so that got me listening to it and, of course, I started listening to it. I could hear all these other bands that were, had, you know, mm. kind of been influenced by them. And uh, that began my journey with this album. And I just thought, actually, I want to talk about it with you guys today because it's so often overlooked Mm -hmm. and it's really important. Wow. Good for you. Mm. Wow. Awesome. So how did you first come? Like, that's I know Ian's reading the book. Ian's reading the book and you just go, that's, this is what I'm we're doing. I'm going to pull into the slits and see what's going on. Yeah. So it was a few years ago, just may- maybe 20, I don't know, 2016, 2017. Wow. But cool. I've been asking loads of people how they heard about the slits. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to hear how you guys heard about them. Well, so I've been on this podcast. Mm. I've been hanging around with these guys for a little while. Mm. And we have this guest program <laughs> yeah. where we add guests in. And well, they it's my program albums. Now. <laughs> and the slits was proposed as an album. Yeah. And that was me. Oh, that's it. That's it. Boom. Literally. There was Fantastic. your first introduction. That is very often Grant's story. And, and that is definitely a, a story this time. Oh, my tale. gosh. Well, I'm very interested to hear what you think. Wow. Mm. Yeah, well. So with fresh ears, Liam. I heard of them, mm. I think. I literally never heard anything by them, but they're definitely, a, once again, they're definitely a band that I'd heard other bands talk about mm-hmm. and the punk bands are like, oh, yeah, like I, I kind of have a vague memory of hearing about them, but I literally knew nothing about them and I hadn't heard anything by them coming in. So I was... Very close to Grant's experience yeah. of like, and very close no, to mine. Yeah, which, yeah. which yeah. is unusual. Mm-hmm. In terms of, but definitely mm. on the cover. Um, yeah, what a cover. Yes. The, the front cover is very cool. I had to. I was telling my people at work today what I was doing tonight and doing a podcast, and they're like, "Oh, what albums are you doing?" Um, and I said, "Oh, yeah, it's um, cut by the Splits." And they're like, "And I said, it's you know, it's an all-woman punk band um, from the from the uh, you know late seventies, early eighties. Very aggressively women and female, and you know, not you know, the body unapologetic yes. and stuff." Sure. And they're like, "Oh, yeah, cool." And Something something came up where I don't know something mentioned someone about it. I was like, oh yeah, no, well they're all naked on the front cover, so you probably shouldn't Google it at work if you're thinking about doing it at work. Yes. And they're like, don't worry, Liam, nobody's Googling. They're all <laughs> like, yeah. I think I'd gone too far down the rabbit hole for them. Very yes. much. Yes. They are naked, covered in mud, dressed like warriors, mm-hmm. yeah. and unapologetically. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, they they wanted to just kind of say we're strong, but I think it happened too early because people just looked at it and thought that they were just getting their gear off, and even somebody um, blamed them for crashing their car. Right. From, from seeing that cover. Why? Didn't, they didn't have, on the highway, like... On, like, a billboard yeah. or something yeah. and they got yeah. distracted or something. I'm yeah. not sure. But... Oh. The blame game. Hello. Yeah. Have you heard of this? I'm going to bet that you've yeah. heard of them more than any of us. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why do you think that? Uh, yeah. So, I think um, in IRC chat rooms. Does anyone know what that is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the old world. Yeah. It's um, before my face, before... MSN Messenger even, I think. Um, I was in IRC chat rooms and I had seen um, in my pre... In Ask Jeeves, I think it was, about like <laughs> punk girl things and I'd heard of the term riot girl. Oh, yes. Um, and so I put my name in a chat room as riot girl, um, like 85, whatever, yeah. with my name, like number on it. Um, and then um, someone said, you're not... A- real riot girl you don't know anything you're just a kid and I was like how dare you um I was just like I like garbage and and stuff like that and they're like they're not riot girl um and they listed bands that included riot girl and like Sleater Kinney and stuff um and then said and like back in those days this was one of the band names that resonated which was they said the slits and I was just like oh well, I don't know them. Yeah. So, yeah. So I didn't think anything of it until years later when I'm, like, listening to Sleekinny going, oh, my God, I love Sleekinny so much, yeah. uh, obviously. And then um, I'm in my – so this is, like, 2004, um, where I'm maybe 2002. Um, I'm really into, like, bands like Sleekinny, and they come up as one of the bands that they say as they're Absolutely. really into is The Slip. Mm-hmm. So I go – Oh my god, I'm gonna listen to them. And I listen to them and I'm like, they're not shouting. And I ignore them for mm. many years because I'm just like, they're white girls playing reggae. What the hell? What <laughs> how are they an influence? Um and then I found like on the list of bands other than Sleet Bikini, there was like Bikini Kill, Bratmobile, Massive Attack, Fugazi, yeah, 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 Sonic Youth, etc. But all saying the slits were one of their influences yeah. and then I look back and go shit I've missed the boat <laughs> <laughs> like I really I should not have been called riot girl at all <laughs> oh, when I was 13 no, no. so um, I'm, I'm just shocked to hear that there were people gatekeeping in music yeah. that, is, that, is, that is alarming to me <laughs> yeah I know some woman older than me was judging me a 13 year old who you could tell because I was like riot girl 85 <laughs> um, and giving me shit for using girl as my uh, name brilliant. so yes yeah, so I cool definitely story. heard the slits but at the time when I heard them I was listening to some real hardcore punk, mm-hmm. so some right girl stuff, but some real hardcore, like really aggressive stuff, you know, like bands like Converge, etc. And so for me, the slits at the time kind of like went by the mm-hmm. like, way by. They did, Very different they style didn't match of that. your identity at they, the time. No, I keep mm-hmm. I keep finding yeah, albums. Oh, yeah, they didn't match. They correct. So um, <laughs> yeah, so I found <laughs> them at the wrong time mm-hmm. twice. Um, and <laughs> one when you were raging mad at some woman on the internet. Yeah, that was just, yeah. no, I wasn't even raging mad. I was just like really sad and disappointed. I was just like I thought oh, I thought I was doing something good. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like I'm such a staunch feminist already. Um, oh. I was like running a liberate Barbie campaign. 
campaign on a GeoCities website. So, um, yep, anyway, so that's how I, so I found out about Splits first when I was um, a Riot girl, 13-year-old, and then also when I was, like, in my 20s um, and listening to hardcore, so it didn't match me at the time. So coming to this was, like, fresh and new where I'm more, like, like diverse. And open and... Yeah, more Ready. open, diverse. Yeah. Everything works a lot more. So, um, yeah, um, when I saw the cover, now I just went, yeah, it makes total sense. It's great. Yeah, yeah. it made total yeah. like, And knowing that it was ahead of its time mm. made total sense too. Like, yeah. um, And hearing your stories, Pascal, about them being like, derided for it. Yeah. That makes sense. And I think uh, the, their legacy is that they actually did everything they wanted to do. They were quite deliberate about their, their what they Approach, did. Yeah. Um, and that cost them because they weren't doing what the music the industry, industry wanted. wanted. Yeah. yeah. So, but, but now we can look back and go, oh, thank God they had integrity. Yeah. So, in an interview yeah. with them, they said, we were like the female Spinal Tap. We argued, toured, and wanted to make that classic album that never dated. So there you go. That's, I hear they argued quite a lot. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, well, they were. Well, Viv was seventeen mm-hmm. at the time. So Viv, yeah. Albertine. Uh, oh, no, sorry, Ariup, Ariup, yeah. or Ariane Foster, um, Ariup on vocals. She was only seventeen at the time of writing a lot of these songs with the rest of the band and the rest of them were no more than 20. Mm-hmm. So, um, you've, yeah. Different uh, then world, they, Different world. Then they brought in Budgie on the drums who went on to join Susie and the Banshees That's afterwards. Right. Um, so they, they, they picked good people. Um, and also, um, because I love bringing things back to my heritage, they recorded at Ridge Aww. Farm Studios, yeah, which is in West Sussex, which is yeah. where I am from. Literally, that is my 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 place of birth. If you were to record, that would have been where you'd record. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yes, which has also recorded Smith's Ozzy Osbourne Pearl Jam, Queen, ABBA, Rolling Stones. That's Emphasis right. added. Mm-hmm. I was doing that for you, Grant. <laughs> I'm just leaning in. Yeah. Thank so you. yeah. So I had heard of them before, but I I failed I failed to acknowledge them as much as I should have done on many occasions. Well, I don't think it's necessarily your fault. <laughs> I think it's not our fault that we didn't know about them as heavily. Mm. Look, yeah. certainly in mm. if I go back to the my former homeland, that cover wouldn't have made it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> because That's... it was highly, you know, regulated. Mm. People balked mm. at putting it in on the shelves. Yeah. So, oh, sure. I would have thought so. Well, are you going to really... But it came out on Island Records. Yes. They are huge. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it was their debut. They recorded it in just 10 weeks. Um, and then it was, what, in September 79? Yep. Which is awesome. Um, and, yeah. Then, oh, and Ariup, her mother mm-hmm. um, is Nora Foster, who became Johnny Rotten's wife. Yeah. Wow. Gossip from the punk world. Yeah. <laughs> Nora and was for the like, clash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez. And uh, Viv went out with Mick Jones on and off over the years. Look at this. We've got some punk gossip. Rega so, veteran produced at Dennis Bovell. Dennis Bovell, yeah. Yep. Amazing. Amazing. Like, what a choice. Musician eh? and producer. producer. Yeah. Correct. So he was a dub 
guy, mm-hmm. which is why this reggae stuff was uh, kind of like okay because Dennis was on board mm-hmm. and um, he brought it um, and he um, he tidied them up in their I think in their words. Um, Ireland gave them to Dennis Bavell to produce, but he liked everything from white rock to reggae, so they t- he tidied them up without squashing their creative sound, rare for a man in the 70s. This is what they say. So it's like, mm. And Budgie as well. So Budgie came in after Paloma Romero, um, the palm olive, the drummer. Mm-hmm. So um, she went on to play in the Raincoats, another yeah. really influential band. Uh, she'd left, so Budgie came in to drum for them and his style just kind of suited that tightness. So mm-hmm. Palmolive's drum style wasn't really tight. So if you listen to the first Raincoats album, that's capturing Palmolive. Um, and then Budgie, um, Peter Clark, I think is his real name, he was playing um, with Big in Japan and he came in and and kind of... Budgie and Dennis both really liked what the girls were doing and that was rare mm. for men mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. the 70s. Absolutely. Mm. So um, three, what, like four mm-hmm. uh, white women in their teens Basically. who were coming out with reggae and punk sounds and they, yet they were being respected by men in the industry. But it, was, just... it was three women, wasn't it, because Budgie was a guy? Yes. So, oh, sorry. Three. Uh, so Palmolive was Spanish. Palmolive was Spanish. And Ari had. Sorry, I've got Palmolive as a co-writer. That's it. Sorry. I think German, and there's maybe some Jamaican in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where you get all the Euro phrasing and stuff when we talk about the songs. Nice. I was interested because it's yeah. As soon as I was like, oh, these are these these this band's influential. They're quite well known. Mm-hmm. Even if not well known chart wise, probably a lot of bands that play in that space know who they are. Mm-hmm. But they've only put out three albums, mm-hmm. and it was two in. It was this one, one two years later, and then just done until two thousand and nine when they came back. So as yeah, the new slits as well. So. Yeah, and I even think they had a different drummer for their mm-hmm. second album as well. I think they really yes. felt it was the three of them, and then they would get drummers in to do different things. Because when you look at the chart of who's done stuff for them on their Wikipedia page. It's like the three of them mostly, Mm -hmm. but then drummers and other roles are all sort of all over the place. So have you heard their second album, Return of the Giant Slits? Way more experimental. Okay. Yeah. I was wondering, yeah, I was going to say. We ask people sometimes why they picked this one album in someone's catalogue. Well, I feel it is, it's it's that capturing this uh, free approach to making post-punk music is kind of like, dub reggae jazz punk it's all these things but it's just really well captured and i think the second album's amazing too but it's just more experimental and doesn't have mm-hmm. that kind of tightness that this one does yeah yeah cool so rolling stone in 2020 put it as 260 in their greatest records of all time mm-hmm. um and then we've also got um kirk cobain had track number nine typical girls in his top 50 songs of all time mm-hmm. before he passed that's pretty good well, accolades we can talk about typical girls mm. Mm. how great that's... is typical girls so double tick and that's it and ominous opening to yeah like and yeah and for them work. like how sarcastic mm. and yes 
That's just right. <laughs> Who invented in... the typical girl? Yeah. yeah. We're questioning like, these cliches. We're oh. questioning everything. So it's all so it's all the cliches like they can't control themselves, they're too emotional, you can always mm. spot them. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, so it's all it's just that all the way through. It's like just typical girls, yes. something all the way through, That's and then right, right at the end it's like, okay. So it's also the like just that flip it on the just that last line. It's like it's not just girls either. It affects boys as well. That's right. But also, if if this is what you're looking for, you're just another typical boy, and we're not interested. Now, this is an interesting song because it was about um, uh, Mick Jones suggested that they do it in four four time. So uh, musically. They didn't have a lot of training. Ari mm. was very well trained. She was classically trained. The singer, who just is the most incredible free voice. Mm. Mm. Um, but Viv, in her memoir, she talks about um, having to work really hard. She's so honest. I love it. I had to work really hard to remember the riff that to, to bring to the band. She's And she didn't even know it wasn't in 4-4 time. She <laughs> didn't know about time signatures and things like that. And Mick Jones um, suggested that they do it in 4-4 time and if they did that it would be a hit, but they refused and mm-hmm. it wasn't a hit. Oh, what wow. Time, what time is it in? I didn't. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> That's amazing. And, mm. like, it's a call-out tune isn't mm. it really yeah but yeah. it's also terrifyingly relevant in oh, 2020 still, yeah, mm. sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. as That's a woman right. in punk like or a woman There's in a woman. general yes yeah it's a definite a society call yeah i get you know i get shit for being a woman and stuff just in general um yeah so it's like a frankly still relevant song mm. um and yeah as you talked about like um Emotions cruel, stand by their man, really swell, can't decide clothes to wear. Mm. Like, yeah. come on, like, like pulling all these uh, strings on that. Yeah. Oh, man, I could go on about that one. Oh, the opening <sighs> track, Instant Hit. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a it's right. a great out of the gates, isn't Jeez. it? It's just like, oh, hello. Yeah. It's like a ticking time mm. bomb sort of thing. Mm. Yeah. Almost yeah. like a playground. Like a clock, yeah. Yeah. Sit down. Because when you nominated it, it was I sort of did a, actually did a little bit of research before I listened to it, and I was like, "Oh, it's going to be a punk band. It's going to be a punk album." And then like right outside, I was like, "No, no, this is going to be reggae. This is like a full on reggae. Like it's just those separated parts and the little guitar licks all the way through." And then her vocals, like vocal harmonizing with herself and doing the laid vocals, yeah, works really yeah, well. Yeah. And the so cool. cool and shout, yeah, like, yeah, yep. vocals yes. as well, like really oh. impactful. It's great, those rounds and chants that you mm-hmm. have when you're a kid. Just try it. <laughs> Enjoy it. Destroy it. <laughs> I think it's like, just say that. That's fine. So this is about Keith Levine's drug habit, this song. Ah. And yeah, and I didn't know who, I thought it was just about a bad boy. I just but, knew yeah. it was about so a drug at the end of this track, you can hear him. Um, they recorded a phone call of him and Viv and he says thanks a lot kind of sarcastically <laughs> and um, yeah so they they do that a little bit where they bring in other people mm. and talk bring yeah bring in other people just muttering in in it things mm. like that yeah and it goes into so tough as well yes which is then when they go this is how we can sound full so we've got the paired back kind of reggae fun playful song about druggies etc mm-hmm. um, with instant hit 
and then it moves into so tough, which is that full of sound with all those layered vocals mm. with inflections and welts. Mm. Squealing and she's like even clearing her throat in it and things yeah. like that. It's just great. She just does explore her voice fully the whole time she just doesn't seem afraid of anything with her voice it's mm. so mm. great and like the album for a debut album is crazy confident just i cannot oh. imagine like being women in the music industry in the 70s and also making an album that didn't sound like anything else at the time that probably no other women were sounding like this at the time like didn't no. sound like other punk music virtual like, teenagers huh yeah mind actual, you. Te- yeah, actual right. teenagers I'm virtual so teenagers myself. and yeah no no <laughs> just no. like the barriers they must have come up against and yeah. just to go no i don't care and you've got people like mick jones telling you do it this way yes. and you go no how do you feel if i tell you this is one of the first or the earliest songs that was written Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. Ari yeah. and Viv wrote this in a squat. The, the squats were used a lot in yeah. at that time, and um, that they um, it was one of their very first songs. Oh wow, nice. that's well, wild! This is all yeah, Do you know what that impresses me even more mm. about Tessa on bass. Oh, bass is bouncy. The ba- bouncy, yeah. <laughs> like literally it's what I wrote. So great! <laughs> it's a bouncy bass. Mm. It's yeah. so bouncy. Yeah. And so, like, in this guy that wants everything but, and then lyrics of slow down, don't fuck things up by getting sick again. So, little fact. This one is about a phone call as well. Mm -hmm. So she was on the phone to Johnny Rotten and they were talking about Sid spiralling and the problems he was having Mm -hmm. and a lot of the language from this came from that phone call. Oh, I did Mm. write drugs? Oh, yes. (laughs) And the funny thing is that Sid ended up giving Viv some advice about her guitar riff to repeat it. And so oh, he's really? actually his. So he's the protagonist or whatever yeah, in the yeah. story, and yet he's like coming in, going, "I have also, an opinion." Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> exactly. That's adorable. Oh, I love that you have tidbits about this. Yeah, this is great. great. Well, I have to say, I like Viv's memoir is amazing, and there's a documentary called "Here to Be Heard" on the Slits mm-hmm. that you can uh, check out because that's where I found out a lot of my. Tidbits. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> One cool thing that I learned was um, the influences include, do you know what their favourite album was? Mm. So do you want to say it? Was Dion Warwick playing Burt Bacharach? Correct. <laughs> yes. Wow. The guitar, um, the chick, chick, chick kind and of. And Ari based her guitar sound on the quote, anonymous guitarist on that album. Yeah. Right. So if she wanted to not be like the wanky sounding guitar at the front and mm. just went... I want to pair it back. Which is I yeah. love the way that that she um, Viv plays the guitar. Yeah, it's just it's so strangled ugh. and just yeah, really cool. And which buys into the reggae, which is very much the reggae yes, style of stuff. Like it's offbeat, just yeah. and syncopated mm. and yeah, mm-hmm. great. Yeah, they play that really Stabby. well. Stabby. Mm, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so uh, chaps, Mr. Grant, you mm. went through this with the freshest of ears. I did. So, what did you? What stood out for you? Um, look, apart from the double-ticked typical girls, which um, which things is you know we've we've spoken of, um, I, I would have to say very begrudgingly, I thoroughly enjoyed the cover. Oh, oh, yes. oh, that was so, it was so <laughs> good. It was just so good. <laughs> And oh, I was, yeah, like two ticks again, you're right. Um, huh? It's like electro as yeah, well. It's yeah, it's like a dub, like a dub cover. Yeah. Um, 
And then when in one of the lines she goes, I heard it through the bass line. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's so cool. They maintain the gender of the song as well, which yeah. I really love. Mm. Nice. I yeah. love it when the people don't change that. Mm. Um, so, so really enjoy the cover. Um, other ones, shoplifting, oh, yeah. frequent mutilation. Yeah. So cool. well, what's frequent mutilation all about though? Oh, that was written by um, Palmolive before she left. Um, so Palmolive has written quite a few of these songs. Mm -hmm. um, and just finally there was one that she um, wrote that, which one was it, Adventure Close to Home. She wrote yes. this um, before she left, but she said you can include it, but only if Tessa Pollitt sings the vocals. So Ari's playing ah. the bass on that one. Cool. But... Well, we're talking about frequent mutilation. So I thought that this is like fear-mongering and it reminds me of the fear-mongering that our 24-hour news cycle does today. Mm, it's yeah. like just trying to, like the, it says, Frequent Like, so, gosh, mm. that's still relevant now. What's changed? Because yeah, I thought exactly. of like it's AM and FM. So AM yes. is like the stodgy old one and FM yes. is supposed to be the cool young hip oh, one. Yes. But yeah. their message is, no, no, the FM, the people in charge of the AM are also in charge of the FM. So yes. don't buy into the whole. I tried searching for frequent mutilation, yeah. just Googling the phrase, see if that yes. came from me. I couldn't find anything on that. So mm. I, I felt like it was just them seeing FM and wanting to write a song and just putting two words that they put into it yes um, of course it tried to give me a wave of mutilation like oh, no. you mean wave of mutilation yeah. no, I don't. No. too early no. I don't no, you no. do no it's okay no. but yeah I couldn't find anything on frequent mutilation but I think it yeah it was, It felt like it's the government and big business still yes. controlling what you think is cool yes absolutely. even though it's coming from the place you think is independent and cool and again what has changed and yeah. I really like the lift in that with thousand nights of confusion wedged in my mind breaking down another illusion today's transmission will give me the solution that's right mm -hmm. that's great i love the backing vocals mm -hmm. well ari her vocals go from a childish whisper up to choir girl yes. in one song oh yes and she's just like oh i can be like and, and then, then and bring you out. in and then just like oh yes. like what is she doing it's <laughs> a, like yeah she's just going i i can do it as much as the big boys mm -hmm. which is kind of cool yes but yeah and, and on a song like fm i've got it written as so, um yeah isn't it fm on spotify yep yeah yeah, songs FM. Sorry, yeah. songs FM. Sorry, yeah. I was getting Love confused. It. Okay, no. um, I was it. like looking at my notes, going, "Shit, I missed one." No, um, no, yeah. No, so uh, yeah, but it has. And it's just like a that lift and stuff and drop is like storytelling throughout that song. I like it. And that is the we talk about when the albums are released in the vinyl era about like the track order and the oh, sides. Yes. yes. So that's the last song on side one. Yes. Yep. And then yeah. it's also followed by Newtown, which is the first song on side two, which is a very similar like new wavy Newtown, scar Newtown, via yeah, the madness sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah, like really like just to those two work really well together as like a sound out and the sign off on one side and the stand in on the next the side. Slow kind of bringing. Yeah. 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 I love the made up words. Yeah. Yes. I couldn't I figure out that. some of them. Televisina and footballina. So those two are television and football. Yes. I got that. But then it was taking Hunchalina or sniffing phone. So sniffing phone oh, callina yes. was like a phone call. Yes. But I couldn't figure out what taking Hunchalina was. 
Mm. I tried Googling. Google let me down. So oh. that was also a Palm Olive written song. Mm-hmm. And uh, from memory, I think Viv talks about how because Palm Olive has Spanish background that she was really good at kind of making up little mm-hmm. mixy words. And, yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. Um, it sound, also, it sounds like someone lighting up in the opening. So the whole song is about drug users and heroin users and stuff, but it sounds like someone lighting up some marijuana So at the start. that's Dennis Bovell. Okay. Um, so they, they played... The um, the song and they wanted more. Mm-hmm. And Dennis, he just he just went to like a cupboard and picked a box of matches, a spoon, a glass, and so he's. You can hear him shaking the the box. You can hear him lighting matches, and it, basically he just said, "Roll tape," and then he just improvised with those things. There's spoons. So, mm. again, the things that you would use for taking drugs and it's just like this layer of percussion through the mm. whole song. Yeah. And that vocal escalation with you don't is really well received. Mm. Like, um, yeah, so I was going to say there's loads of sound effects in there that are like phones and stuff and just yeah. noises that you would have like just around the studio just going, oh, let, fuck it, let's add this noise in, mm. let's add this sound. Mm. Yeah. Which is why when you said the next album was more experimental, I'm like, oh, yeah, I can yes, see the can little see. hints in that of like, oh, mm. we're going to expand this part of it and try mm-hmm. and work on that without – so it means you just don't produce the same album. You don't Again. try and just yeah. go, it's going to be the same as the first one, mm-hmm. so let's try something completely different. Yes. Which ones did you pick up on? Yeah. Um, so I really liked uh, Love and Romance. Mm. Yeah, I love, felt a heart. Love und. und Romance. Und. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just that sarcastic love song, like it's just so like playing on the ideas well, of like, yeah. yeah. Um, and then the dude singing in as well. So that guy's Bruce Smith, who played drums in the pop group. Mm-hmm. He was in the Slits for a while, and now he plays in Public Image Limited. And he, yeah, he's the bit where he says, "We can get married and have a house in the country." And yes. then just that little he back and plays forth. the boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, and just, but and still, he did end up hashing Viv while he visited. Mm. <laughs> hashing. Look at you. Hashing you're so, dash. You're so PG. So. A bit of tinkling piano comes yes, into that I as well, which I really piano. love. Yeah. I also like they ch- they um, repeat, she wants you, she wants you, mm-hmm. which reminds me of, of the uh, village people. We want you, we want you, we mm. want you as a new recruit. So I looked that up and that was in the Navy and that was also yes. released that year. Nice. Oh. So they probably did borrow year. it. I'm not sure. Like, I can't, I can't see. From, yeah. 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 But that was really cool. And the, it's got the, like, because it's love and romance, it's got the... <laughs> I'm so happy. You're so nice. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Fun, fun life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, like, there's, there's such a pastiche of yeah. cliches and things. That's awesome. So can I just say that I really love Ping Pong Affair? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Also awesome. Super also fun pie tune. Uplifting. Slash yeah. breakup song. Yeah, yeah. Breakup <laughs> song. It's uplifting, but also not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's quite jazzy as well, isn't mm. it? Like it's yep. so can I give you a tidbit? Mm-hmm. Go Do go it. for All it. The love it. Please. This is a song about Mick Jones. So Viv wrote it after she left him. She's like had enough. But then she goes to a flat and there's a few of comics and some other things of his there and she starts to miss him. So she that's the ping pong affair. Um, and there's a postcard he sent her while he was touring um, and the line dreaming on a bus is from that postcard. Mm. And Mick Jones did what sometimes happens he wrote a response song. Oh. 
Right. And oh. that was Train in Vain. Okay. Really? Yes. And so I think they did some more response songs to each <laughs> other over the over the years. They were on again, off again, on again, off again. But um and that was such a Train in Vain was such a big hit. So he'd be hearing that all the time and playing it all the yeah. time. And <laughs> Bringing up those memories. Yeah. Can I tell you a fun story? Uh, yeah. Yes. Oh, please. I once broke up with a boy who was in two bands, one hardcore and one was like more emo. Um, and um, when about, I don't know, two months after we broke up, I opened my door and I found a CD on my <gasps> doorstep and it was the emo band. And two thirds of the whole album, the whole EP, were songs about our breakup <laughs> and about how I was never there for him. Um, oh, cetera. that is hilarious! I never wrote a response like I never thought to write yeah, a response. If yeah. I'd have listened to Riot yeah, Girl '84, right. maybe I'd have known. It's mm. not too late to put the diss track out. There, there you go. <laughs> there you go. That's cool. But you know, people do write in response to mm. things they know, mm. and uh, yeah. I love the line in that ping pong affair. So like it's not it's not that she's like, I don't care about you anymore. It's like I go to have that emotion and then I catch myself and I go, no, not not into that. Stop. And she also says, listen to the radio. And in that kind of way where she it almost feels like she's listening to him now. Mm. Like now listening thinking back, like she can hear him on the radio and then just going, Oh, listen to the radio and turns that into like an inflection Mm. um, and carries on from that. It's just awesome with the full strumming, really high paced effect. I love her phrasing, Ari's phrasing in this, and that um, you know, talking about um, so I spend an evening without getting my face cut Mm. (laughs) and another evening without getting run over, again another evening without falling in love. And I just love how uh, every time I hear this song, I'm just like, this is so listenable. It's Mm -hmm. really, really good. And the really striking, not ready for the radio line, while you were cycling, I could have been raped on Ludbrook Grove. yes. That's pretty... Like still relevant today, but also and biographical because she didn't have when she left his place, she didn't have enough money for a cab, so mm. she had to walk home. Oh, so the Ludbrook Grove was yeah, yeah, the real thing. Yeah, That's... gosh, these girls were actually in heaps of fights and stuff like that um, because of the way they looked and the way they acted. Um, they were Ari was stabbed twice. Like someone came up to her after a gig and said, "Here's a slit for you," and stabbed oh, her in the bum. Jesus, I know they were like hardcore, because England was hardcore at the time. Like mm-hmm. it was really depressing and going through heaps of low things. Punk music being the reaction to that is like that's what yes. happens when you yep. when you go through something like that. Is punk music rises and yes, finds a new form. That's right. Exactly. I'm hoping it's doing it right now, 2020, 2021. Thank you very much. It can't help but. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. So, Liam, did you have things that you'd like um, to touch on? The only on? thing I did want to see, Pascal, you mentioned the special oh. bonus edition that had like the oh, extra the songs demos. on it. Yeah. So, often, sometimes when you got like a. Often, sometimes. Mm. Often, when you get like a special edition with lots of bonus songs, there'll be like here's four new songs that were demos and didn't quite make it and here's some other songs and here's some live versions. I had a quick look through. It's basically the same <clears throat> ten songs but, like, 
demo versions, alternate demo versions, the demo version we recorded this one time. Like it's it's the same. I hope you really like these 10 songs because you're going to get <laughs> a lot you. of those same versions, different <laughs> versions the, of the same 10. Not in a bad way, no, but it's just like they've the, obviously gone. The interesting thing is they are so – the demos and the John Peel sessions are so different mm. to how they got, were captured on this album, nice. mostly because you have Palmolive drumming <clears throat> and she's like she's just an elastic drummer and it doesn't really ah. have that tight reggae vibe that Budgie brought to playing the songs out. And mm. it's another um, – the Heard It Through the Grapevine is uh, – Max Maxi Feelgood Edwards played the drums on that, but the demos with Palmolive playing just sound they sound awesome, mm-hmm. but they are so different. So had Palmolive chosen to stay, or had someone different produce it? So Dennis just said to the girls, "We are doing it in time, and if you don't do it." A, smidge if you're a smidge out of time we're doing it again and that decision created this album but the demos just show how different they sounded without that Hmm. and um, a lot of people uh, uh, there were rumors that Dennis played all the instruments on it but he refuted that but how typical as well (laughs) those girls couldn't do that yeah but um but what he did do was he said I can see this being done tightly and the demos on the deluxe edition and the John Peel sessions are just very different sounding, even mm. though they're the same songs. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So have we touched on the things that we wanted to touch on, my people? Um, I also like spend, spend, spend. Mm. Yes. Because um, I've got lyrics for them. Yeah. So <laughs> it, we, did, we did The Clash recently earlier this year and yeah. um, mm-hmm. it put me in mind of one. We talked about a similar song on that one where it's trying to find joy and satisfaction and commercialization mm-hmm. and then realizing that's not, you'll never get joy that way. You've got to find your own meaning. So it had the the awesome lyrics and it had a lot of call and response. So she was singing one thing and the backing vocals was doing something else. But mm-hmm. it was, yeah, I want to buy... I need consoling. I need something new. Something trivial would do. I want to satisfy this empty feeling. And that's ex- like that's almost the exact same yeah, motive yeah, yeah. that the Clash yeah. did. And it's, it's just... the same thing we've got, if not more so these days than we did Which back Clash then. Which Clash song is it? Lost Don't know if it's on London Calling. It's on, it's on London Calling, yeah. yeah. Probably. Okay. And it's, it's yeah. basically, yeah, something about seeing like a billboard and going, yeah, I want oh, that new yes, thing. Yes. And then in the moment realising mm-hmm. the new thing won't make you happy, but you're going to get it anyway because it's, yeah. It was really cool because I actually wrote that Spence and Spend starts like a sultry smooth, like a single malt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was just it's, like it's, how it's mm-hmm. yeah, and with really unusual percussion. Mm-hmm. Like, so whatever Budgie was doing on that one is like noticeable, like just it's different sound. got a real groove to it, hasn't it? Mm. Um, the, Ari does that vibrato thing that reminds me of Grace Slick from Jefferson Airplane. Um, somebody to love, you know where ah, <laughs> she does that that nice. kind of thing. Yeah. Nice, um, and it also has. Almost like that, giving it all up and like resigning yourself to being the housewife is mm. the way forward. Yeah. And yeah, um, in that yeah. spend, spend, spend song. It was um, written after uh, by Viv, 
written after she saw a woman also called Viv, but Viv Nicholson, won the lotto or the or the pools mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they asked her, um, like the news people asked her, what are you going to do with the money? And instead of her saying, well, I'm going to buy my parents a house and I'm going to be really responsible, she just said, I'm going to spend, spend, spend. Right. And, then that was, <laughs> and then that was on all the headlines. Yeah. And, and that so she was honest. Yeah. 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 And that's Viv nice. loved that. She was like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. So the shortest song um, is Shoplifting, mm. I think. Do uh, a one Minute 39. Do a Runner. Do a Runner. Yeah, yeah. so Do a Runner. Um, over drums with a guitar build up and then awesome Scream. And, and I wrote Wilhelm. Do you know what a Wilhelm Scream the Wilhelm is? Wilhelm Scream, yeah. Yep. Yes, it's awesome. There we go. So I won't do it now. Um, but it'll ruin the all the equipment. But the, yeah, so it just sounds awesome and it's got lyrics. Ten quid for the lot. We pay. Babylonian won't lose much And we have dinner tonight And that whole song feels like a look at just class war mm. in the that era mm-hmm. in England uh, that I hear so much about because I'm far too young to have experienced it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was just like a really aggressive look at that. And really, like, just laying it out, going, this is what we do. We're like, it's like people talk about now, like, looting, yeah. going, mm-hmm. they yeah. loot because, like, we've got fuck all, mm. what have we got to lose? And it, this was the equivalent, like, we're talking, like, what, Thatcher era, after post-Thatcher? And it's like, people, that's how they were feeling. Like, let's go and fucking steal it because we've got nothing else to lose. Yes. I think and 79 was even pre-Thatcher too. I think it was pre-Thatcher. Was the, pre-thatcher. Thatcher was the 80s, yeah. Oh. And it was coming on. It's coming up. Yeah. <laughs> it was coming up. Well, um, people were pissed. Yeah, yeah. It's the same. Speaking it was of the pissed, she made worse. Um, Ari was so excited recording this and you can hear it in the song. Uh, she says, I've pissed in my knickers. So yes. she got so <laughs> excited she wet herself. That's a pretty good performance. Nice. No, mm. Well, you know, um, what they called... Um, uh, Death from above. 1979. No, yeah, but the band that referenced them. Um, I do you know who you're talking about? But I can't remember. Yeah, who they with are um, Little Fox or something. Yeah, as the yeah. singer. Um, she wears a like unitard or a leotard and genuinely pisses herself on stage because she doesn't care. Yeah. So she just goes out there and she's just like, here, here I am. I think like, Ari used to do that as well. Nice. And then um, was it uh, Chrissy Amphlett? But that was a health thing that she couldn't not piss herself on stage. Right. So she used to just cover herself in water and oh, just carry on. Good call. Yeah. That's hardcore. <laughs> That's amazing. No, CSS cool. is the best. Oh, CSS. That's CSS. Them. I yeah. love CSS. Them. That's yeah. what I was thinking yeah. of. Yeah. yeah. Let's make love and listen Let's to make death love and love. From death and yes. love. So I was nearly there. You were there. So yeah. You yeah, just close. have to go around that. So CSS. So she would sing. Yeah, she would yeah. just piss herself and say. And people were like, have you just done that? And she was like, I'm having too much fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so cute. Yeah. I, did, I saw them at Latitude Festival. Awesome. Yeah. You are way too cool to be my friend. <laughs> <laughs> but she didn't piss herself. So I've missed out. Fair enough. <laughs> now, have you, my well, love, prepared for us a right. final pitch? Yes. I believe that The Slits Cut is a masterpiece of experimental post-punk dub reggae jazz punk that sounds just as fresh today and it's too often overlooked when it comes to how influential they were, either directly or indirectly. They are responsible for many of our favourite bands, 
from Nina Hagen to the raincoats who started playing after seeing the slits or Nina started playing after she read an article on them, um, to Sonic Youth, Bikini Kill, La Tigra, Slita Kinney and so on. And that if this album didn't exist, the music we love would sound slightly different. Oh, That's my pitch. Awesome. All right. Nice. Draw a line. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Powerful woman. Wow, it's I like had, you care. Yeah. I had my hand on my heart throughout oh, yeah. the whole thing. Oh. Fair enough. Okay. There you go. Well, let us pass it over to our delightful uh, co-host over here. There we go. So mm. we have on in front of me a delightful Grant who will have feedback and flawless yes or no. Jeez. Flawless yes or no. By the Slits, formed in 76, first album, 79. Wow. Um, I'd never heard of them. Love the cover. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, come on, man. And there's a lot, there is a lot to like in this and the context. I would love to. I really want to watch and read the book. You've really, um, you've had a really lot to it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, wow. Because it's just such a different world. And, and these guys were so, so young. And, um, to, you know, I have the reggae veteran. And you can hear... The reggae coming through all of it. I struggle with a couple of them. Um, you guys like love and romance, and I'm just like, <laughs> no. And I, I hate to, don't I don't hate. I, I don't like sounding like my colleague Liam sometimes. Oh. However, I thought that if it would, if it, had, excluding love and romance, if it had closed and I heard it through the grapevine. Because Lieben Romance didn't do much for me at all. Oh, I thought they could have closed and I heard it through the grapevine and it would have been a lot better. But I have to appreciate this is a, a debut album and yes, they've been playing for three years. And well, the rest. those t- final two songs weren't on the debut. They were no. on like the... Oh, the re- spe- so Adventures yeah. Come to Home. Adventures Close come to, to Home is the original mm. closing. Yeah, and then I'll just still go to Love and Romance. Okay, interesting. So there you go. I'm going to say no, but it was a great mm. listen and I'll, I'm almost sneakily going to put a... That I heard it on the grapevine on my tracks mm. <laughs> because it was so good. It's good. Um, but thank you. Really cool listen. My pleasure. All right. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Grant. Let's pass over to Mr. Liam. Hello. So this we talked about the influence of this stuff and you can instantly hear, oh, yeah, my favorite band pulled this where they needed it. My favorite mm. band took this part and did this. So we talked like it's an amazing record. Then like we said, the – the obstacles that must have been placed in front of them and just to just say, fuck it, no, we're doing our own thing and have people coming at you with advice, not even like you have to do this, but even just advice and still going, no, fuck that, we're doing our own thing. So all the songs are amazing. I don't like the production of the of the the, set, the final sound they came up with though. It feels, so it feels, so the drum, bass, guitar and vocals all feel at a level and all the songs, they never really feel like one of them sort of takes over the song. And for me, that almost feels like sometimes it's almost strangling the sound. So I didn't, it it wasn't, all the songs were great, but I felt like I wanted it more, the sound more fleshed out and not that they had to play different riffs or different drum parts or anything, but it felt like the production was strangling it. Like I was almost in a studio and they were all four of them playing behind there. But all I was getting in the studio was the vocal and then all I could hear was the rest of it was from behind a glass thing, mm. which really, yeah, I didn't enjoy that part of it. So I was like, Dennis, just it's it, the way he strangled it and the sound. And I mean, they must have come up with that too and then that's been happy with it as well. Of course. Mm-hmm. But for me, then when you've got like, I was like, oh, is that really a legit thing? Like, how am I feeling about this? And then I heard it through the grapevine. It's just so full and it's massive. It's like such a big sound. I'm like, yes, this is what I wanted the whole album to be. Oh. 
I so, so want to tell you who did that. You can tell me. Yeah, please. Yeah. So they had a guy, um, Dennis Brown, who's a legend, um, mixing that. Mm. But he wasn't doing anything that they wanted. And they got the tape op who was a woman called Rima and she mixed that and and did it how they wanted it. Heard it through the grapevine. Yeah. 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 Really? There you yeah. Go. Oh, interesting. So it was the tape op, mm-hmm. like probably yes. not paid very much and yeah, all just, of just that like sort a, of thing. Yeah. Second and it was a thing. woman. So, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> Handsome. So, awesome. Shaking head. Bring her back, get her to do the whole yeah. album. But, yeah, I really loved it. I can absolutely see why everyone would love it and yeah. what people take from it. But listening to it, I'm like, man, I just wish this sounded fuller and a bit bigger and as a production style, not necessarily the music itself. So I couldn't give it flawless even though I really loved it. No Thank you, Liam. George. My turn. Final thoughts, thumbs up, thumbs final down. Final thoughts. Okay. So um, at the – very interjectors of my life where I have been told to listen to this band and I have not done it. Um, I feel quite embarrassed. I will put it out there, hand on heart, that I have. Uh, I am embarrassed that I haven't heard them because they have indeed influenced a shit ton of bands that I have been influenced by myself after that. So there is like um, a family tree that I could follow where I could lead up to the slips who could lead up somewhere else and I've just like cut that tree. I've divorced it. I've divorced <laughs> that tree because I didn't take them on board. So I was actually thrilled to go, ah, now is my time. Um, and I listened to it and I loved it. And I loved so much about it. And I think that Ariel and Viv Albertine and Tessa Pollitt are amazing people. And I think what they have created when they are children is basically <laughs> fucking awesome. Um, but I'm really sorry. There is one thing that I am compl- like opposed to against my three co-hosts today, which is I really wish that Heard It Through the Grapevine was not on this album. Mm-hmm. Because that was the one moment where I went, you don't sound like you. You don't mm. sound like you should. Interesting. And this isn't the cover I want. And I would strip you out. If I'm making a playlist, I would strip. I heard it through the grapevine <laughs> out. Like, and not that it's not. I know, right? Not that it's a bad song or no. a bad cover. I'm just like, what are you doing? You had so much voice until mm-hmm. now and now you're singing somebody else's voice and it really upset me to the point where by the third or fourth time that I was listening to this in preparation I would skip it oh. so um yeah. because it upset me so I'm sorry that I can't give it a flawless but I would if I can strip that out or if I could end it on 10 on Which side the original the if I yeah. ended it if yeah. I ended it on side B I'd be like Bitch, I'm all over this. Mm. Um, but we are looking at it uh, up to mm. 12. Um, and so I cannot give it a flawless because um, I couldn't do her through the grapevine, which is why I felt like really uncomfortable when you were all like, <laughs> loving on it. Really <laughs> like, yeah, you were totally yeah. sexing on that song. And I kept just going, what would Marvin Gaye say? Um, <laughs> so um, thank you, Pascal. My pleasure. Mm. You are 
a gem and you've been a wonderful guest tonight Mm, thank you Um, and thank you to my co-hosts and also thank you to everyone for listening we have facebook twitter and instagram because we are young influencers and that is what we do we are flawless amp on all of those so you can join the conversation share or like our posts give us a rating every little bit helps to find more music lovers like you as mentioned we now have a patreon at patreon.com slash flawless amp if you would like to back us please check that out thanks again for listening we will see you next time